0: Thank you for tuning in. This is our podcast, Healthy Families First, and I'm your podcast host, Dr. Raquel Leia. You can visit our blogger, texashealthyfamiliesfirst.blogspot.com or stop through our website at learn-edu.org for resources, tips, legislation changes and updates, sponsorship, and membership. We are listeners supported by members like you, and we've heard your requests. So, we have four advocacy goals. America's future legislatory processes in family court, generational kinship and communication between parents and child, economic and educational freedom, and effective justice for parents. Thank you for tuning in. Now, Let's get started.
1: Thank you for tuning in. I am your host Dr. Raquel Leia and you're listening to Healthy Families First. And I'm really excited. I just there's so much going on in the news. <laughs> there really is, and I I haven't the time to just digest it all. And with everything being thrown at you, it it can really become overwhelming. So what I think happens is we we as Americans um, deal with the, I don't know, we, we try and deal with life. And so in order to not deal with politics or whatever's going on, we tune it out. So you you stick with the bare essentials just to kind of get through the day and breathe. <laughs> it's too much. It's so overwhelming what's going on in the media today. I am just completely devastated with the lack of leadership and authority. And when I say lack of leadership and authority, I'm not talking about our president. I, I am not and I'm not a politician. I am apolitical. I do not choose a side. and. If I vote, I'm not going to share with you which way I go. (laughs) So don't ask. I I am, I'm very neutral and apolitical. If someone wants my vote, I am the biggest person on, you have to earn it. And I, it takes a lot of work and it takes so much work. It's probably not worth trying to win my vote. (laughs) That being said, I, I do have things that I stand on. And what I believe is that family matters. And when if, if you want to ask me what I think is going on in our leadership, I'm going, the first thing I'm going to say is what impact is what's going on in our leadership going to have on our children? That's it. That's where I stand. And that also is a good mantra into what we're discussing today. And that's the Department of Family Protective Services. That overwhelming feeling of what's going on in politics, which is why I brought it up so that we can talk about how how things are going um, with families, can be breathtaking and simply exhausting. I am 100% exhausted with um, the constitutional analysis and how things are being portrayed. And there's so much getting done that nothing's getting done. It's, it's not mind boggling. It's, it, it literally is head spinning. My head is spinning. And at this point, I don't care who's lying, who's telling the truth, how it started, how it's going to end, and, and the pro, the due processes of others. What I care to tell you today during this broadcast is that whatever you think about what's going on, In politics, I don't care how you digest it, how you, I don't care your reasoning behind it. What I want to address is the emotional support that each individual that has the ability to cast a vote may be going through. There is a vast majority of Citizens in this country and people all over the world because remember there's an external factor of people looking inside of America what I what I want to address and, and what we're going to address on the show is the correlation between the overwhelming spin in politics and how it impacts those emotions impact and And have similar qualities in what someone goes through when their children are not in their home. When my ex-husband and I went through the Department of Family Protective Services and went through whatever we went through, that was the first of all, it's, it's, I'm just slapped with a two by four. It's just the investigation process is endless. It, It is wrenching. And if someone wants to investigate me because they think I stole out of Ulta, which is a beauty product cosmetic store, if someone, if, if someone says, Hey, we think you, you have something in your bag. We just kind of like to look in your bag just to make sure you didn't take anything. I'm so sorry. I know you bought some things, but, but there's some suspicion here. So we're ta- we're, we're looking at every, we're looking in everyone's bag. And so you're trying to leave. So do you mind if I check your bag? I'm going to let them check my bag. They're just making sure I didn't steal anything. That's it. But if I have a gun, <laughs> I am now, a, I, the investigation has changed. That's the same thing with the Department of Family Protective Services and with the Department of, with, with Child Court, with the liberties that the federal government gives people that are under investigation of, of children. If If I come into your home to investigate because i am uh, someone there's some sp- suspicion that my children aren't eating and they find out that i'm i've been sexually assaulting them well that changes the nature of the investigation now doesn't it what i'm sharing with you is that family services whether it's through child court you know different states like i i shared in my i share this in my career that different states Mandate protective services over children differently, but they all are in the compass of the federal government. The federal government kind of tells them, Hey, this is what we'd like to see happen with these funds that we're giving you. Those funds are dispersed. And then from the funds being dispersed, you have the right as a state to now um, bring laws toward your citizens that promote healthy families and not, not really healthy families, but the protection of children. Okay. So here we are back again with, with, I'm I'm using the correlation of what's going on with politics to kind of give people an aspect or, uh, a montage of what, what happens when you go to the department of family protective services. I don't think people are very clear Because the laws change. There's always earmarks. If you, if you win your case, you can win your case, but then still lose your case. And what does win look like? Does win, if you, if your children were, were removed, does winning look like your children come back home? Does winning look like you keep your rights? Does winning look like you do no civil jail time? It doesn't go on your record. It just depends. What are you negotiating? We don't usually negotiate rights that we have. Yet in family court, you find that there's some sort of negotiation or some sort of limit. Now, in the state of Ohio, you know what? Let me change that. Let me change that because we're going to get into how to really talk about the Department of um, Protective Services for Children and the overwhelmingness of, of, of what's going on and how it, it turns into a menage of poop because it's almost daunting how seven and eight different investigations can be going on everybody's confused, no one has any answers, and these are people that are leaders and that we pay. You go into the bureaucracy of the Department of Family Protective Services, there's several investigations going on. They thought they were going to investigate this, but they've changed it to this, and then now you're investigated, your, your parents are investigated, your friends are investigated, And, and then the other side is also investigated. So there's several investigations going on at the same time that paralleling each other. The leadership, no one knows what's going on. The, the, they change judges. You're going from civil to district and you have two or three cases going on and, and no one knows. No one knows anything. Seems like the more money they make, the less they actually know. So I don't want to put you in a place where I, where you feel as though I'm being, I'm taking a side. I am being apolitical with my thoughts in the bureaucracy that's going on in politics and some parallels that are also going on in the bureaucracy where the federal government has mandated that each state shall protect children and how that process happens. Do you understand? Let's take a short break. We'll be right back.
2: become a patron-level corporate sponsor tech taught by the cog of dallas and technology a private u.s. for-profit company founded in nineteen ninety two that specializes in information security cyber security training and selling certificates topics available for training include cyber and network defenses penetration testing incident response digital forensic and audit the information security courses are developed through a consensus process involving administrators security managers and information security professionals visit their website today Healthy Families First magazine offers advertising package deals that include print, online banners, and radio show ads. We have experience working with custom ads to make readers stop and read the words by providing potential clients with an ad design one that excels with media design and audience coverage. Contact Healthy Families First magazine by visiting our show page, bbsradio.com forward slash Healthy Families First.
1: And we're back. Thank you so much for listening in. You're listening to Healthy Families First. I am your host, Dr. Raquel Um. I am I have so much marketing to do <laughs> for this show. And we are um, I've seen an up spike in book sales. So, I thought the best way to kind of figure out how the show's going to go is to look at um the series Breaking Generational Curses. When Child Protective Services Take Your Children. It's in paperback. Um, I am the author, Dr. Raquel Leah, And this book came out in 2012. It went into the bestsellers list, the Globe and Mail bestsellers list, internationally in Australia and in Canada. And from that, we've written a series of books. And I just want to take some time because I recognize that right now our leaders that are in any kind of federal funded bureaucracy seem to not know what's going on. They seem inept. And my walk through Family Protective Services, I put that in a book so that I could help parents say, okay, here's how to wrap your head around what's going on. Now, that's not, that's, An aspect of what the show is about. And we really want to focus on parent-child split. How to come back in communication with your children. How to emphasize relationships. How to pick up pieces. If you're not having communication with your children if if there's no awareness of where they are, what their day-to-day life is, if there's something stopping you, whether it's a court order, in-laws, extra laws, outlaws, the child is a runaway, whatever the situation is, there is a communication split between you and your child and our children. And the idea is to teach you to begin to build in safe places, I want parents to begin to recover. Parents don't recover. This is a an a technological age that we're living in where human approaches are not manifested. Technological approaches are manifested because they're faster, not necessarily good er, just faster. And so the more we move into a generation of technology, the less we have a positive impact in our lives. You know, my children were raised on a 10 acre property in the country and I loved it. And they were homeschooled for such a period of time and they had control of their day. We gave I gave, not we, I gave weekly schedules. Hey, here's your homework. They had tutors online. But if my son, I have a a younger son that has some autism. If he wanted to, to take a butterfly catcher and run outside, he had the freedom to do that. And yet, this same child would get on the computer. And we got some software from MIT on how to design NASCAR, um, what do you, a NASCAR track. He could figure that out. So his autism allowed him to be able to function at such high levels. But what he really needed, and there were times where he could just take his butterfly catcher, run outside and investigate why grasshoppers hop. Okay. <laughs> each of my children had that each of my children had that they had the ability to do that what i what i i planned was that we have to slow life down and don't forget about the humanness of life we as humans have got to take care of the emotional side of who we are and you find that the only time that we do that is when we're older when we get sick, when we've almost, when we've had a near-death experience, when when our lives have been impacted in the negative, and then all of a sudden we go back to the authenticness of life, the bare essentials of you came into this world butt naked and looking for milk. <laughs> That's it. You wanted to eat. You were butt naked and you were looking for some milk. That's how you came into life. And whether that was breastfed or Similac or bottle fed, you were nourished, and you had safety. Maybe a swaddling blanket. There was there were there were there weren't initially a te- there was not not initially a technological need. We know that some children are born that do have some health disparities. I'm talking about just the slapping on the butt, naked kid, upside down, swaddled. And biblical court cut. And then given to mom. And and sometimes that's where we need to live life. When we're 25, 38, 42, 50s. In our 60s. We need to live life in a space. That's technological proof. Where our awareness is just our human state. And we take care of those parts. And those aspects of life. Now. Fast forward and money gets involved with protecting children there's a certain amount of money that goes into protecting children. People need to be litigate investigate investigations need to be run and had, and there is a need for that. There are some people that are bad people that need to be in prison and I do believe in the death penalty i don't i don't I don't think if we're not going to if we if if I in my heart if I tell an elderly person that I can't help you because there's no money I'm not now then going to miss you know divert those funds to someone that has that has done something that a body of 12 has decided that they're guilty for I'd rather give that that money to someone that's aging that that have some health disparities and, and need my help that's just my opinion you take that aspect and so now there's a need to protect children and there's a federal mandate that each state shall protect children and how their supreme courts and and federal judges do that in their state fine but that it has to be done i think that's awesome and i think that there is a systematic approach to it it's something serious. It should not be done in two or three months. There is, a, there, there's a couple of years that go into investigation and looking into these things. In the meantime, I do believe people should have access to their children. I, I, I can't say why someone should or should not have access to their children unless I'm with my other peers of 11 and I'm on a jury. And that is my decision to make. Other than that, I refrain from making that sort of judgment, but I will investigate and, and, and call someone if I feel a child is being wrongly treated. Now, because federal funds are given out so that people um, can run these investigations, you're impacting people's lives, you're you're changing generations, you're mixing folks up. and And sometimes children need to be protected in foster care and so we'll get into the minutiae of it. We'll get into the details. Let's stay very broad right now. Because that goes on, I know that needs to be federally funded. What you have now is a head spinning, overwhelming, mind boggling and staggering, getting it wrong, federal government that for some reason... Someone has decided, our legislators, that we continue to throw money at the problem. Children are dying in protective services, and these numbers are not being reported because there's a loophole that says if there is a court case that involves any children, then that it protects that child. Well, when you protect the child, you protect protective services, so now the death is not count it and protective services can hide it in their research numbers and now guess what happens che- uh, uh, protective services goes unmandated unmarked and unchecked and this is a system and disorganized system that is being funded that is very difficult to get your head around and so i use politics just to show you no matter what side you on, and i'll mention again and i'll mention it over and over again anytime i bring up politics i have to tell people that i'm apolitical I am. Don't get offended. I am not taking a side. I am sharing a view and I'm sharing that view based on fact and research. All right. So we're going to look at the best way I know how to do this is to look at chapter by chapter how it all began in 2012 with the Department of Family Protective Services and the book that was launched and got international acclaim. So I will, I will say this, um, and people don't know this because I think it was just some sort of statement. And I'll tell you why I'm starting with Ohio. When I share with you the book, I'm also going to share with you, um, what happened. I mean, some different states, the federal government decided that the state of Ohio was not doing its job in protecting children. Did you know that (laughs) Ohio ends? Did you know that your state was found guilty of protect, of not protecting children? So where did all that money go? Oh my gosh, where did all that money go? All right, I'm going to dive into this. However, let me, let me read to you. Um, let me give you my disclaimer because I am not anti department of family protective services. I think that that's, it's important that you understand that I believe there should be money invested in children. I don't believe that the department of federal, of, of, of protective services should be federally funded. If schools are not federally funded and they and our children are not drinking healthy water, they're getting meals that are not designed by the FDA that's making them obese and have health disparities. So trust me, oh, I got problems with how these dollars are spent. You know, I think the Department of Family Protective Services, at least in Texas, um, gives licenses to child care centers. Yet when you go in some of these child care centers, they are dilapidated. They're falling apart. They're roaches and fleas and bugs. Our kids are not being cared for when you get down to the details. When you jump off the paper of some legislation that was passed and you look at the minor details of the day-to-day life, and I'm talking about the quality of our children, it sucks. We have too much money as a developed country and a superpower. Our children are not being educated, they're not being cared for, they are being they and they are distraught with disease by far greater numbers than countries that have less. If you don't believe me, use your fingers, let your fingers do the walking, do some Google searching. All right, so I'm I I'm, I'm taking this very carefully and I'm petitioning my audience because I don't want you to believe that I'm taking a side. It's going to get a little bit political, but I am apolitical and I don't choose sides. What I will say to you is this. Um, I had written a disclaimer on page 15 in the book. Well, it started at page 15. Um, I believe that the Department of Protective Services should be in existence. however, I believe that that there is by far majority parents that are losing their children by parenting errors, economic status, rumors, poor legal representation. Lack of knowledge about life. I can go on and on and on. I really, really can. What I need you to begin to see is that because someone is accused of something does not mean they're guilty of doing it. If I am being accused of not feeding my children and you run an investigation and figure out that my food stamps were cut off because they said I had to get a job and I work at Exxon and I'm $10 over My salary at Exxon, so they cut my food stamps by $300. That has an impact. And if I lose my job, they're going to cut my benefits altogether. But I got to take the $300 financial hit on my SNAP. It's not called food stamps anymore. It's called SNAP. On my SNAP benefits. So that's an ex- that, that's a situation that's not extenuating. These situations happen day to day to day to day. There are reasons why children are not eating. So the resolve should not be to take my children into foster care until I can quote unquote work it out. The resolve of me not having running water should not be to remove my children And then place them into foster care until I can, quote unquote, get it together. I don't, I am a taxpaying citizen. I don't pay the federal government to remove children from parents that don't have running water. I pay you to pay that parent's water bill. That's what I pay you for. So. There's a, there's some common sense and practicality that when you deal with billions of dollars, Congress, our federal government, our judiciary system and bureaucratic systems that are getting paid by tax dollars seem to lose their righteous mind.
0: They can no longer They can
1: no longer do their job. It seems to me that attorneys, guarding ad light, CPS workers, social workers, people get together and because there's more of you than the parent, because you have titles and that parent doesn't, that parent may have some poor education or maybe the parent does have a title and you have now the authority to make a decision. Based, and, and this decision is going to impact this parent and the children for a very long time. My heart goes out. Because more often than not, I won't say it's the wrong decision. I will say it's a decision that's going to impact that generation in a negative state. Because it somehow does not, it somehow loses its resolve to be about the parent. It it, it turns out where attorneys are having conversations and exchanging cases. It turns out that ju- a judge has a special interest. It turns out that the guardian alitem has a sponsorship campaign. And so now your case is based on someone else's comfort. That's what I'm saying when I mean the Department of Family Protective Services has gone unchecked, unmandated, and unmarked. And I mean at a federal level. When you make it rain with billions of federal dollars, being split up state by state by state and then the federal government says okay states you now are required to emphasize that children are being protected and you say or dr raquel leah i do you have any proof of that yes ma'am i do (laughs) let's take a short break (laughs) and i'll hand it to you
2: Healthy Families First Broadcast remains a free service for listeners, authors, and guests. In large part, thanks to your generosity and financial support. Every time you donate to our membership platform and join our community, you benefit with engagement, tips, resources, and professional guides. With your generosity of $3, $28, $150, or even $500 a month, you have the comfort of set it and forget it approach. Visit our page. Visit patreon.com forward slash healthy families first and become a patron. More healthy family first programming. Go to bbsradio.com forward slash healthy families first.
1: And thank you for tuning in. This is Healthy Families First, and you're listening in. I am your host, Dr. Raquel Um, Lea. If you go to healthyfamiliesfirst.learn-edu.org, that's our magazine. Order it, Healthy Families First. It's new. (laughs) We need the subscriptions. It's a good way. To learn about, um, encouraging families, moms, dads, what's going on with our system, our society. It's, it's a good way to kind of, to, to just kind of know what services we're offering and, and get your subscription. We're going to have some guests on the show. They'll highlight and advertise and, and we're going to do a lot with the magazine. You can get a single copy, which I think it's, let me click on it because I am actually looking at the website right now. So you can order a single copy. And when you order a single copy, it's $6.99. Try a single copy, see how you like it, and it may be something that you want to then make a yearly commitment to our organization. That's $71.68. I would love for you to do that. Every single dollar goes back into um, our staff. And I need the staff to make the next subscription, make the next volume of magazines. I need them to do marketing. I need them to be able to help, um, give advice to families who have a parent child split or a parent child separation. I need the staff and the staff needs to eat. (laughs) And so I need to pay them. So that's, that's a good way to then say, you know what, Raquel, I'm going to do it. I'm going to jump in. I'm going to help at this level. And this is my, this is, this is my due diligence. I understand that parents have some disparities in life. I understand that things happen in that parents at there. There's a time in life where parents need a little bit more help than what could be what we consider the norm in this country. So go there and do that. Now I wanted to share with you my evidence That this is a haywire situation. It's, it's, it's out of control. And things only get complicated in this country when we have money. I know that sounds crazy, but I've had no money and then I've had money. When I, the days that I've had no money and I'm down to like five bucks and I have been down the five bucks, it's very easy to figure out where I am going to spend that five bucks. Gas, Starbucks, or lunch. See how easy that is? (laughs) I tell you, I'm not going to tell you who's going to (laughs) win. You're going to hate me if I tell you, but I'll, I'll say this. Gas, Starbucks, or lunch, five bucks that's all I got now that includes tax. I'm not telling you <laughs> where I'm going to spend that money however, if I have fifty thousand dollars, I have some flexibilities that changes things i I I I don't think I'm gonna pay my car note. I I'm not gonna do that. That yeah, I'm just not. <laughs> I'm gonna think about Jimmy Choo. I'm gonna think about Donna Karen. I'm gonna think about Anne Klein. Those are the people <laughs> that are on my mind now that I have fifty thousand dollars. I'm gonna think about Ulta. I'm going to think about Banana Republic. Those are the things that are in my mind. I have options. So, if I had $5 billion, I now have more options. Do you understand? If I have $5, I got three options. If I had $50,000, I now have 10 options. If I have $5 million, I may have 200 options. And so now in order to make those decisions, I need a staff. Those staff are going to come to me and say, hey, you know what? I have a good idea. And when a staff member comes to me about their bright idea because they want to help me out, you know what that's called? That's called a special interest. Your staff member now has a special interest to push an idea or a design your way and tell you how you could benefit. When I have five dollars, no one really is going to give me an idea here or there. I might decide to do sp- Starbucks because with Starbucks, guess what you get you get points <laughs> you get points That's one special interest. If I have fifty thousand dollars, I may decide to go to Ann Klein because I'm going to get it back on the back end because guess what Ann Klein has Ann Klein has people that'll help you shop. <laughs> They do. They have personal shoppers at no additional cost to you. Ask me how I know this. So my special interest is now to shop at Ann Klein. If I have have $5 billion with 200 staff members and they all have a different special interest, I might be persuaded to do one thing or another thing because... So I'm ho- I hope that I explain this in a way so that when I tell you that the Department of Protective Services has too much money and our children are going unprotected, in January 2003, Federal Ohio Child and Family Services Review, an assessment of states for substantial conformity with certain federal requirements for Child Protective Services, and found that Ohio is not consistent in its efforts to protect children from abuse or neglect, and that Ohio lacks clear and consistent statewide criteria for initial child abuse screening decisions. In response to that, guess what the Supreme Court did? Hmm. They decided that the Department of Family Protective Services and Child Abuse Services needed what's called subcommittees. Well, how do you get subcommittees? I'll tell you how you get subcommittees. More money. The Supreme Court of Ohio thought it was a good idea to throw more money, more money at an institution that they found was not consistent in its efforts to protect children from abuse or neglect, and that Ohio lacks clear and consistent statewide criteria. <sighs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. Here's what I'm gonna do. When by the time you hear this is pre, what do you? I'm pre-recording this, so you won't hear this until. Let's say today is the seventh. I am recording it in the a.m. You'll hear this tonight, April seventh. I'm going to put this on my blog, okay? So you can go to my radio page. You can click on the blog, and I will put the legislative reading in my blog so that you can read it for yourself. Now, I am beyond enraged. What is beyond enraged? I'll give you an example of beyond enraged. Postal. (laughs) In the 90s, there were a lot of incidences where postal workers would come in and you know, we needed a mandate on guns. Let me just put it to you that way. I'm feeling a little postal. I am beyond enraged. It's it's this is this is something that we know, but I'll tell you how you know that ohio hasn't done its job and has failed parents you know this if your parent if your children are not with you you know that ohio has made a poor piss-ass decision and and, and that your children have been removed or that you've been through 24 months of sheer terror for your generation and your leg your legacy And now, even if the children are are back in your home, you're facing a level of dysfunction and enraged with no recourse and no one cares. You can take it to the highest courts, whatever your complaint is. It's going to be slammed down like a chicken wing. Okay. So. You're going to feel powerlessness if you're in the state of Ohio and your children were removed or they were placed back in your home and now they have some dysfunction or there was an investigation maybe run on you while you were, were you were in civil or district court with a a split from a spouse and you were the one that were that was beat with the baton on how you handled things with your children i can go on and on and on if you're a foster care parent and someone alleged that you've done something and you've lost your job and your career and you've been arrested and now on probation and, and so now you can't find a job because even when the probation is over you look like you were looking at kitty porn I don't know what I'm saying is that Ohio has not done its job and was found guilty in its effort to protect children and there they had no clear and consistent criteria for screening and you got thrown in the cusp. If that has happened to you, then you need to Google me. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> go to, I'll tell you what, here's the fastest way, the biggest resource that'll save your righteous mind. If you go to learn-edu.org, I'm, I'm Googling it at the same time that I'm telling you about it so that I can be sure that it's going to hit the right page that I need it to hit. And it did not hit the right page that I needed to hit. So, oh, do I need to put some phone numbers there? I do. I need to, I need to finish that. Okay. If you, let's do it again. If you go to CID dot, oh, let me just Google it first. Um, cause I, I can't give you a bad, um, page. Let's see. Dot. Let's see where that goes.
0: it goes nowhere. Hold on. Ah.
1: All right. So I don't have the website now and I've, I've got to keep talking. I can't, I can't just leave you here like this. So I have so many pages up. It's unbelievable. Um, I need you to be able to hold on and I need you to not let A broken bureaucratic system puts you in a place of haunting, H-A-U-N-T-I-N-G, where you have lost your evidentially righteous mind because something happened with you and a state beat you over the head with a whipping stick. And it's not, when I say the state, I mean, and I want you to count the number of people I'm talking about, I'm talking about social workers at the employee, staff level, counseling sessions, anger management courses, parenting classes, attorneys for you, attorneys for the children, attorneys for the other side, I'm talking guardian litem. I'm talking judges, there's at least 25 people that are caught in a lineage of telling you that you have done something bad and you are wrong and that your behavior has been unacceptable. And yet, as you stand alone, in 2003, Ohio Child and Family Protective Services, those are all of those people at different levels that make up that embodiment, were reviewed and said that they lack consistent criteria for initial child abuse screening Decisions, meaning that those decisions were bad decisions. Now, this doesn't offer a lot of comfort for you because socially you're probably ostracized to the hilltop. You've probably healed and patched yourself together the best way you could and have kind of tried to pick up the pieces. And now it's time for you to start recovery. So what you're gonna do, yes, um mama rock LA, I found the website. I did find the website. So the website is sidfund.org. cidfun o r g. That's C as in cat, I as in individual, D as in dog, F as in Frank, U is in umbrella, N as in Nancy, D as a dog, dot O-R-G. Sidfund.org. You need the book. You, you're going to have to look under, um, BGC series and then scroll down to the original when you click on the original that's the book that you need and w- recovery starts when you begin to be able to process oh did i hit the right one when you be a- when you begin to be able to process what has happened to you a lot of people can't process it it hurts too bad I will also put a link to purchase the book on Amazon. Um, and so you can read about me as Arthur and all that kind of stuff and make that decision. So I can't tell you enough that in order to be able to have good communication with your children, you've got to first have communication with yourself you've got to first go through what you needed to go through regarding the recovery process. You've got to begin to recover on some level to explain what happened to you. Now, you can explain it. You can explain it, okay? You you can explain what happened to you. You're an adult. What usually happens is that you explain it in anger. No one wants to listen to that. I don't know anyone that wants to hear Someone gyrate around about something that happened to them and about the system, about the man, how the man treated me this way, how the system, you know, it's the system, man, they'll get you caught. The judge, that's not how to have that conversation. The the bigger conversation is to say, you know what? There's a social responsibility here. The social responsibility, the ball was dropped in my situation. And unfortunately, I got caught up with a lot of parents that had done something to their children that should have been investigated. And by the time it was my turn, the judge threw the book at me, and it was the wrong book. And you don't believe me? I'll prove it to you. Because in January 2003, the Federal Ohio Child and Family Services reviewed and found that the state and all of their federal dollars lacked clear and consistent statewide criteria. And could not make a decision. They should not have made a decision. That did not favor me as a parent. I will. Put that. On. My blog. For you. To begin the recovery process. And the only way to begin the process of recovery. Is to find out what happened. Behind closed doors. Regarding your case. Now. that's not the point. I have to address the need for reform. I can't get around it. And I have to to address that some parents should not be parents. They physically harm their children. They sexually harm their children. They emotionally harm their children. Okay. They, they put their children in substantial harms way in substantial harms way environmentally they put their children around bad people they children don't get proper health care children children lack education and some children just lack the, the the they lack direction from their parents so there are a myriad of reasons why people should be investigated and why proposed changes from states Need to tell parents, hey, get it together, Felicia, or we will remove your children. I do believe some knuckleheaded parents have to have that conversation they're knuckleheads. And even when they're knuckleheads, they're going to go back and do the same thing. And then when they do the same thing, they're going to end up in court. And so they're wasting your tax dollars. They're wasting my tax dollars. So in that instance, I can't say that their children should be removed, but I believe that there should be a penalty and a cost that they have to pay. For example, maybe they need to pay back those court dollars. We could be taking care of some elderly people with those dollars, and you are wasting the court's time. That's a hundred or two hundred thousand dollars that the courts have spent on this parent, and that parent maybe should have to pay back those funds if they have another investigation. I don't know here's what I do know that the 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 Supreme Court found that the state the whole state the whole department of child and family services the state is inept and not doing its job they found and and here's one here's something that that will just baffle you the state was found guilty of being ambiguous and unclear about the law how can you prosecute a parent if you don't know the law? And the parent doesn't, surely doesn't know the law, evidently. You are the judge. You are the ad litem. You are the district attorney. You are the caseworkers, the supervisors, the people that are over, over regions, most. Most family and protective services agencies are broken into regions. The bigger the state, the bigger the regions. Most have at least four regions. Some have up to 10 and 11 regions. So the bureaucracy never changes. And from state to state to state, there's paperwork where, well, I would say from region to region to region, there's paperwork where people are not doing their jobs. So. I'll go into part two of this, and this will be something that we discuss for the month. We will continue to talk about parents and families. We will um, have conversations, and we'll get a little bit more into the book. I will post the resources on our blog. Look for it. Make sure you visit our page. Make sure you visit sidfun.com. Dot O-R-G, and if you have the means, go ahead and start supporting us. We're, we're looking for subscribers to support us with our magazine, Healthy Families First. Learn-edu.org. I am Dr. Raquel Lea. Thank you for listening in.
0: So, this is where our journey must end. And saying good evening and goodbye to you today does not mean that you don't get another opportunity to impact your generation's legislation and effective change in your kinship and relationship with your child or your children. And as always, the vision of our broadcast is complex that you consider, catch, check out and cradle simple approaches to parenting and communication, and we are here to help support. And in kind, your generosity helps parents' liberties and freedoms from constraint, to guide and parent their children and grandchildren in safe and healthy places. Won't you become a patron today? Visit our supporters page at patreon.com slash healthyfamiliesfirst.